Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a podcast. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode. I'm very excited to be back. I'm Good. Mac, and I can hear course. it in your voice. I am joined by Joe. Say hello, Joe. Hello, Joe. There and it is. Say hello, Mac. Hello, Mac. All it right. is. Uh, we are recording this on President's Day weekend, so if you had some time off uh, from work, hope you spent it with family, friends, traveling safe, all that good stuff. I was able to catch a film this weekend. Joe was able to get out on the golf course sometime this weekend, I think. Yep. And uh, probably won't break down Joe's golf game, but we do have some interesting stuff to talk about, so... Uh, let's just go ahead and get on to it, Joe. All right. Unless so, you want to break down your golf nah, game. No, I was, I was just going to make a silly comment. But, yeah, I mean, we could break down my golf I game. Mean, but if we have time at the end, we'll circle all, around to I it. Will, I will spare you. Uh, sure. And if you guys maybe, want if you guys want to maybe, hear it, leave a comment. Maybe we'll we go. can do the mini golf breakdown, mini putt-putt golf breakdown. Sure. That, that might interest you more. Although I don't know that there's much analysis there. Uh, I mean, the last time we played, you won pretty handily, I think. I know. I just so, I, I don't. I remember it was a very, very beautiful sunset, though. I do remember that. It, it was, was one like, of the first was during, times. It was during like nineteen. Uh, I want to say it was like in April of twenty twenty. Uh, it was one of the first times. Yeah, out, we had like, gone out since yeah. COVID started. It was the nice. quarantine it was started. Night. I I'm pretty sure it was either April or May or something. Anyway, something like that. Um. Anyway. Uh. It's a nice little sidetrack there. Sure. We'll get back to it. Uh, yeah, I know this news will get you excited. Go ahead and tell them, everybody. Spider-Man No Way Home has officially passed Avatar to become the third highest grossing domestic film of all time. Um, only Force Awakens and Avengers Endgame are in front of Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, it's unlikely to pass either of those because, again, they would have to get another $100 million at this point. To get to Endgame, probably about another $200 million to get to Force Awakens. Force Awakens on its own was nearly a billion dollars domestically. I don't know if that's... I'm not going to say it's never going to get beaten, but um, it's it's unlikely anytime soon. Um, but No Way Home, I, I think, is fifth um, worldwide uh, all time. But it's pretty cool news for the film, uh, especially in a global pandemic. People are still... People are still seeing the film. It's still trickling money in throughout. And this is before it's gotten to any PVOD or streaming service money or anything like that. So there's still lots of money to be made on the back end for it. Mm-hmm. We did get a trailer for Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. This film will arrive directly on Disney+. Plus. It's not going to theaters. It'll arrive directly on Disney+. Plus on May 20th. Joe, I don't know if you ever watched Chip and Dale as a kid or... Sorry. It's not your thing? That's okay. Not at all. Uh, Andy Samberg and John Mulaney voice Chip and Dale, respectively. Uh, this comes from Andy Samberg is a part of Lonely Island, but Akifa Schaefer, who is also part of Lonely Island, is the director. Um, Lonely Island is a comedy group. Um, you would mostly know them from their SNL songs. Um, their parody songs that they did, the okay. one with Justin Timberlake and sure. uh, stuff like that. Can't say so. I know those, but... I, I feel like I you see, would know. I did see uh, Seth Rogen in his usual typical self, the, uh, the smoking pot 
Seth Rogen, although I doubt he's going to be doing much of that in this movie. But I don't think he's going to be smoking pot on Disney Plus. He but, certainly uh, has that kind of kind of uh, attitude about him. Sure. Anyway, no, I am not really interested. Uh, I never really watched. I feel like if you didn't watch it as a kid, there'd be no way for you to be interested. And, and nor in do I watch SNL, so this really yeah. doesn't apply to me. But I'm sure you will watch it. Uh, considering it's on a service that you already own, and you will probably give it a shot. Anyway. I liked. Uh, I watched Chippendale as a kid, and I rewatched it on Disney Plus. Um, so yeah, cool. we got a trailer. First look trailer for Lord of the Rings: The Ring of Power. This trailer actually debuted last week on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, that was uh, again a big, a big, uh, big showcase for it to be shown. A uh, couple of things, news and notes before I get Joe's reaction. The the series won't actually premiere until September of this year. Uh, Amazon bought the TV rights to Lord of the Rings from the J.R.R. Tolkien estate in 2017 for roughly $250 million. Um, it comes. It came with a five-season commitment worth up to worth at, worth at least could spend more one billion dollars in spending on the show. So it's currently the most expensive TV show of all time. Uh, it is primarily based off the appendices, which J.R.R. Tolkien has written, which are kind of side pieces to Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. So it's unlikely that you'll see any characters from actual Lord of the Rings uh, or from The Hobbit. But of course, there could like be. There was one guy from The Hobbit, at least. Maybe. Um, but I could be wrong. But it's there. There'll be references, obviously, to. You know certain things that, that you have seen, mm-hmm. um, Joe. I know you. I know you really liked the Lord of the Rings films. You were not as high on, on the Hobbit films, but um, you probably won't see it because it's a show. But what'd you what'd you think of the trailer though? Do you think it could get hardcore Tolkien fans to watch? Is that enough to keep? Is that enough to? Is it enough to 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 satis- to to justify the as you say one billion dollar. Right. Paid pay paycheck that they need to pay. Right. I don't think it does, but I suppose I could be wrong. I mean, it, it it doesn't seem like it's all that valuable of a property. I mean, I again, maybe I just have a sour taste in my mouth from The Hobbit, which I thought was more of the same. This kind of looks similar. I I don't know that it's that big of a IP that people were going to be super drawn to it, but. Who knows? I mean, there was a time where we were talking about oversaturation of Star Wars, and then Mandalorian came out, so who knows? Um, you know, there was a time when we were talking about the Solo movie, and, you know, a couple, and then they stopped making the spinoff movies for Star Wars. Um, yeah, so I, I would be surprised. I mean, for me, I'm not interested, but you know the fact that I know some people have actually read the appendices. The uh, the uh, there's I forget there's a couple of it starts with an M or something. Anyway, it's 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 like the prequel to the Hobbit or something like that. Okay, I, I, for, don't I know forget what the name of it is, but anyway, um, yeah, I I I have a few a few family members who are real big Tolkien fat Tolkien fanatics. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly, like I said, I, I, I very much like The Lord of the Rings, but I don't. We'll have to see if this actually goes five seasons. But I, would, I, I would be surprised. Well, it has to go five seasons because they, they, okay, they, they pay. But, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be successful was okay. the argument that you want to make. Yes. Um, but again, I do think The Lord of the Rings, Tolkien, I think that is a 
recognizable name brand that will bring people to the show. It's a big budget show. Again, we're talking they bought the rights in 2017. At that point, there was no Mandalorian. Um, Again, people are, these streaming services are, studios are searching for the next, at that point, and still are to a certain extent, the next Game of Thrones, right? The next Juggernaut, the next big kind of fantasy Juggernaut. I'm not saying this is going to be Game of Thrones, um, but, but I'm saying that's the idea behind it, right? The, the ratings juggernaut, the awards juggernaut, that was Game of Thrones. Um, Hollywood is very much kind of a copy and paste business to a certain extent. Um, Somewhat. At least at least lately, anyway. Sure, I well, would, for, for large, I argue, large things. I would, yeah, I would argue that, in, you know, considering the last podcast we did last week or so where I talked about a series that I picked up on True Detective, um, it is difficult for me to watch at least. Okay, I I am all I am blown away by the shows that I've seen on HBO, Game of Thrones, obviously included, and I haven't even touched Sopranos yet. Um, you know, True Detective was good. I liked The Wire. It was it was good. It just it it didn't hook me as much as others, but. I would say that it seems like to me, and I know you're a big fan of Euphoria. That's again, you talk, want to talk about original, original stories and original, you know, not carbon copy, copy and paste stuff. You know, previous IPs. HBO does it. You know, HBO does it absolutely, un, unquestionably. They are not carbon copies, and I, I, to me, I think they kind of stand out from the crowd, um, from the stuff that they've done. You know, the originals, at least the one, the limited that I've seen, um, you know, I'm sure there's plenty others that maybe don't get the light of day or that aren't as popular. But, you know, I, I, I'm I really kind of leaning more towards if there's this, you know, if, if there's a good show on HBO, I am more likely to watch it than not these days because I haven't been disappointed in the stuff that I've watched, um, you know, in the limited that I have. Um, I'm not really interested in. This, nor am I really interested in the Disney stuff or the Marvel stuff, but HBO stuff really kind of speaks to me, um, you know, like I say, counter-programming to all the, the superhero stuff. So for me, that that would be what I would gravitate more towards, um, you know, the dramas and rather than kind of the fantasy stuff. So I think HBO is still in the fantasy business, the big budget, right? His Dark Materials is a big show for them. They were obviously developing multiple... Game of Thrones spin-off shows. True. Um, so they're not. They're not. No, they are not. They are not void of of right duplicates. But, but I, th- I think rehashes. you're absolutely right in terms I just of think there's the more euphoria original, is unique. There's more original content. I would sure. say on that. You know, the stuff that they make is more kind of you know cutting edge, and you know even wasn't. Uh, Shows like Sex and the City or Entourage, right? Yeah, I mean, wasn't just, wasn't that wasn't Lovecraft Country? Lovecraft Country yeah. was on HBO. You got Westworld. I'm just right. saying the Lakers shows coming out. Okay, so. yeah, you had to throw that in there. That's I not mean, super original. Okay, I, I mean, okay, Succession, right? Yes, Things like that. Yes, uh, we're gonna move on. Anyway. Uh, but but again, the Amazon show won't come out till September 2022. I'm sure we'll get another. More of a feature look trailer at some point when it gets closer. Mm-hmm. Again, this is just a Super Bowl spot. Uh, I'm sure I'll check the show out whenever it gets to that point. Uh, we get a first look trailer. Uh, 
Uh, Baz Lerman's Elvis. This stars Austin Butler as Elvis uh, and Tom Hanks as his manager. Um, Austin Butler has has been acting for uh, for a little while. He's been mostly on TV shows, done some small film credits, but this could potentially be this by far would be his his biggest role to date. Um, potentially a breakout, depending on how the film goes. Um, I don't know if you're really a, a I don't know if you're a Baz Luhrmann fan, Joe, or if you if you like his films Certain or if you're films, just not. I've seen a handful, okay. or I've seen a few that I've really enjoyed. Um, I know people really weren't high and mighty on it, but I kind of liked Australia, and I don't know what else he did. Moulin Rouge, Great Gatsby, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, none of those. There wasn't. I think The Great Gatsby I thought was good. I didn't think it was. I mean, it was pretty to watch. Okay, but I was never. Big on the source material, anyway. Um, but okay. she liked I Australia. Liked, That's I liked interesting. Australia. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I mean, again, I didn't love it. I liked it. I mean, I I kind of like. I mean, you know, okay. I will give a Hugh Jackman movie a chance, and um, I can't remember unless he shows up in Doctor Strange. Yeah. And you're not giving that a chance. Definitely not. Yeah, yeah. There's some things I definitely that will be the line. I'm not going to cross the line there. But there's another movie I think he did like that. Just it's escaping me. It might not have been his mo- his most popular work. But there, was it? he did a film. His first film was Strictly Ballroom. Um, it wasn't Moulin Rouge or any of that stuff. I know. But in any event, um, it kind of has that kind of looks a little bit like a Tim Burton style thing, you know, where it's kind of cartoonish. So that really doesn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it like kind of you know is supposed to like. What about just like a bi- biopic about Elvis? Not really. I'm, I was never a big Elvis guy. That yeah. doesn't really. It was before my time. I mean, maybe. A, I mean, obviously, it's maybe your speaks, parents. It speaks to an older more... audience, which makes sense, you know. But for me, I, I mean, I get the I get the appeal, but it it, it doesn't to me. It doesn't even look great. Even it, Tom Hanks doesn't pull you in. No. It looks, it doesn't, no. it doesn't, that doesn't, no, it, even that doesn't. Mm. Um, but like I say, it, it almost reminds me of watching the trailer to that Call of the Wild movie with Harrison Ford with the dog or whatever. Wasn't it Call of the Wild? Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, where, you, where, it has the, where it has the CG dog and it just looks really, really uh, bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wasn't that know. Call of the Wild? It, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if that's the name of the movie, but it could be. I came I'm out like sure it was. Sure. It came out like three years ago. Anyway, yeah, yeah. it just didn't look good. Like this kind of looks like that, and they're trying to weave in like certain you know whatever videos of actual footage, and it just I don't know. It seems too too fantasy like for me. More more so Tim Burton than it really appeals to me. Okay, like I you know speaking of a music musical biopic, like I really liked. Rocket Man, and that, I mean, yes, it had elements of kind of whatever, quote-unquote, fantasy, but it wasn't, it didn't look like a cartoon or like a lot of CG stuff. This does. Like, the face just doesn't, it looks like a plastic face. It doesn't, you know, now this doesn't look good, you know, and it has, like, that fantasy element where, I don't know, it just doesn't, it doesn't look as realistic, and I think that's his style, but it just doesn't appeal to me anyway, but. Will your mom and dad be interested in this? Probably. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know if they're fans of Elvis. I, I'm certainly in the same boat as you in the sense of I've never. I mean, connected. I mean, the most I know about Elvis is there's streetwalkers in Vegas that dress up as Elvis for five dollars for a picture. That's all I really know about yeah. Elvis. Um, 
I like I like uh, Baz Luhrmann for the most part, uh, minus the Great Gatsby, um, and I guess Australia. I don't even know if I've seen Australia to be honest. Um, so I like a couple of, of the things he's done, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, uh, uh, it's it's there's nothing in the trailer that sold me on it. So we'll see. Uh, I did see a film pass this past week. I did see Uncharted, the video game adaptation starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Uh, I did enjoy it. I, I had a small conversation with Joe about it before. I did very much enjoy it. I thought it was fun. I didn't know where it was going. Um, I certainly feel like there were a number of references. Oh yeah, you told me that. Yeah, yeah. That that I may have just missed. Um, again, I don't know how the game setup works. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how the game is played per mm-hmm. se. Um, so so I don't know if they were loyal to the game. If they kind of varied um i've heard mixed things from people that have played the game um some people have said that you know it's not the game they played and some people kind of don't like that or they do like that right because it's it's unique to a certain extent um i'll say i didn't know where it was going uh it certainly sets up for future films um like a franchise type yeah i mean i again the film did the film did 50 million dollars this past weekend um so it's off to a good start uh, that's just domestically. Um, so it, it, I mean, there's potential for a franchise there. Again, Tom Holland is already in house at Sony, um, so they may just continue to lock him up. Um, would, if there was another one, would I see it? Yeah, I mean, I, I had a fun enough time. I think it was low enough stakes. It was kind of just relaxing enough, kind of adventure film. Um, I think Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg are both likable actors. Um, that come across, and, and, I, and I had a good time watching it. So I would I would recommend it um, for sure. Uh, more than Death on the Nile, um, which I saw the week before. Uh, Peacemaker Season 1 did end on HBO Max. I was conflicted about what I would think about the show going into it, um, and I'll say that, I, that I've come around to it. The first three to four episodes, I was not sold on the show. Um, I wasn't necessarily enjoying it, but because it's only like eight episodes and they were only like 35 to 45 minutes and they were weekly releases, uh, I just kind of stuck with it. The last four episodes, they really kind of like made the series work um, and really kind of turned the corner. Again, my biggest thing, and I feel like I've said this before, my biggest thing going into the show is how do you make a show revolved around a character who's one-dimensional? Uh, and that's what Peacemaker is. He's really just this over-the-top guy who has one set of rules, who has one way of living his life. Um, you know, he doesn't waver kind of in his beliefs, and there's not really room for him to grow. Um, and so, how do you how do you make an how do you make an interesting eight episode arc around a character who's really just in the comics a side character, right? He's kind of a sideshow. Um, and what they did by episode four or five is they kind of broke that down and they kind of gave him a backstory. They gave him, they explained why he is the way he is, kind of delving into his past and having his father be a part of the show. Um, and they kind of, you you start to feel something for him, right? In Guardians of the Galaxy, or not Guardians, excuse me, in Suicide Squad, um, you don't like Peacemaker because he's just kind of a douche. Um, but that's his role within the Suicide Squad. Um, in Peacemaker, he, you really kind of actually learn about him. I'm not saying he's the most sympathetic character, but at the end of the show, you're kind of rooting for him. Um, and there's a team around him of good people 
um, that are kind of helping him, uh, like Amanda Waller, etc., um, that you start to like him. Um, I will say the show came out, the final episode came out last week. Um, so spoiler alert, the big cameos at the end are Jason Momoa as Aquaman and Ezra Miller as The Flash. It's a fantastic 30-second cameo that no one saw coming. Um, it's it's a good joke. I was surprised that they got both of those actors uh, to show up for this little cameo. But again, um, it looks like they're trying to go back to the piecing the main DC timeline together. Because there are several references throughout Peacemaker. Um, not only just for the Suicide Squad film, but for everything kind of DC related. Uh, they've already announced a Peacemaker season two. I have no idea where they're going to go with it, um, but I will certainly watch it again. Um, they'll start filming season two once James Gunn is done uh, with Guardians 3. Uh, and that's that. Peacemaker season one. I'll, I'll give that a big, uh, big plus. Uh, big, good start for HBO Max's first DC show. There you go. Why don't you introduce the next topic, Joe? So you can get some water because you're going to be doing most of the talking on this next next segment. Uh, we are going to, I guess, break down uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness trailer. Why don't you just tell me your initial reaction first? Too much Marvel for you? I'm over it. Nothing in the I trailer will, looked I, good. I cannot foresee myself seeing another... MCU film in the foreseeable in your life in, in 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 the future no nothing especially since I didn't see Spider Man it's definitely going to confuse me or not confuse me I don't feel like I'm missing out on the plot and I don't care enough to watch and get caught up before I try so um, okay. I mean I will say that you did kind of hint at the fact that they would be him and Wanda would be enemies I guess and. You know, that kind of speaks to it. It sounded like there was a Patrick Stewart was in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope he's not Professor X because it's going to be very disappointing. But I'm sure it will be. But he is Professor whatever. X. Whatever. That's, that's how Hugh Jackman's going to come back, too. That's, that's dumb. They're all coming that's back. That's extremely dumb. Okay. So, yeah, that's my initial reaction. So well, you, wanted, you asked it. for it. No, I did I, ask it's, for it. It looks incredibly dumb. Okay. Uh, again, well, I, I do. Back, why don't they just bring back Chris Evans and... Uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, RDJ as Iron Man. They can just bring back everybody. From we'll get to that. All right. Uh, again, I, I do – I don't know if you want to call her the villain, um, but, again, at the end of WandaVision, it very clearly sets up Wanda as the opposition, as it were, to Doctor Strange. Um, again, I think, you, as Joe hinted at, you see that within the trailer. Um, Wanda very clearly – she has a different ideology than Strange. Uh, we got our first look at America Chavez, um, who's going to be a big character going forward in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Again, we're in the multiverse, so you've seen multiple Doctor Stranges, including Strange Supreme, who you saw in What If, um, who's kind of, there's a line, there's a shot in the trailer where Doctor Strange kind of looks across the room with kind of a befuddled face, and he's looking at another version of Doctor Strange, who is Strange Supreme, and he says things just got weird. Um, and so it's there's going to be multi, multiple... I think there's going to be multiple Wandas, and there's going to be multiple Stranges uh, showing up through. Rachel, McAd- Rachel McAdams is coming back as Christine Palmer. She's at a wedding, although it doesn't appear that she's getting married to Doctor Strange. So who's she getting married to? 
Chouette Joffor's back as Mordo. Uh, but again, I don't think it's the Mordo from that timeline. I think it's going to be a different Mordo. Uh, I'll try and speed this up before Joe falls asleep. You don't have to. Um, you know what you're getting into. We, it's not, I'm not giving anything that you weren't already expecting. Tell the people what they want to hear. I'm trying. A lot of people want to hear this. Just not me. That's okay. Uh, they've they've you hinted at they've hinted at before um, that the Illuminati are going to be a part of this, and the Illuminati is when he gets arrested, or Mordo kind of helps arrest Doctor Strange, and he's locked and he gets locked uh, up with like handcuffs. And it looks like he's getting um, taken into custody custody by kind of like Ultron-style Iron Man bots. Um, that's when you hear – again, they haven't confirmed it, but all if everything is to be believed and if you hear your own voice, Patrick Stewart, uh, Professor X is part of the Illuminati. Uh, so is Reed Richards. So is Superior Iron Man. Um, again, that's, that's pulled directly from the comics. Again, these are multiversal. Uh, multiverse character, so it doesn't necessarily have to be from the X-Men timeline. Um, but if you're going to get Professor X um, and you're going to get uh, Logan, you're going to get uh, Wolverine to come back, especially for one film, why would you not get Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart? It just makes sense. Um, we did see a character. Um, we saw two kind of fast glimpses at characters, which a lot of people are speculating is Iron Man. Um, and then another one is Captain Marvel. I don't think it's Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. Uh, I think it is a multiverse Captain Marvel. So probably Maria Rambo or Monica Rambo, uh, but probably Maria Rambo as Captain Marvel. Um, and then again, the big one that people are discussing is the Iron Man one. Again, I don't think it's RDJ. Um, if it actually is Iron Man, it probably is going to be Tom Cruise as superior Iron Man. Again, Tom Cruise famously rejected the role of Tony Stark when Marvel first offered it to him. And then, of course, RDJ took it over, and the rest is history. Um, So if there is a superior Iron Man in the film as part of the Illuminati, it might be uh, Tom Cruise. But, of course, that could just be a red herring to a certain extent. Again, Marvel has, in the past, and they've, they've openly talked about this, they've shot extra scenes or they've done, you know, CG things in post- um, to specifically put in their trailers to throw people off. So people like us just speculate on these things endlessly. Um, and then they're just kind of red herrings. Um, again, this film I think is going to have tons of cameos, uh, tons of, of little moments, tons of fan service. Um, and that's going to start with predominantly X-Men characters. Um, again, you're going to see other versions. Are you going to see another version of Captain America, right? Potentially John Krasinski as Captain America. Um, there's just there's just going to be a whole different types of, of things happening uh, within this film. But again, I think the main storyline is going to be Wanda wanting to open up the multiverse um, and kind of do that. Because again, Wanda at the end of WandaVision loses vision. Um, she loses kind of everything that she has. Uh, she loses vision for the second time. Obviously, she lost them in Infinity War. Um, and then she loses her kids as well. So she's searching for her kids. Right? Does she go to a different multiverse to get her kids, Speed and Wiccan? Um, and again, Doctor Strange, as we, we saw in Spider-Man No Way Home, realizes the dangers of the multiverse. And once it's open, it's hard to close back up. Um, and the danger of just having multiverses open um, messes with timelines and, and things like that. Um, I'm obviously super, super excited. Again, there's no Avengers film 
coming out anytime soon, if ever again on the horizon. Um, but there are going to be these big, big event films uh, like this that I think is, they're going to satisfy a lot of people. Um, cameos galore. Uh, even if they're brief, brief cameos, I think people are going to lose their minds when they see, you know, Hugh Jackman come out and, and you know, kind of play in this world. And it's going it's to blow a lot of people's minds. Um, but we'll move on, though. Uh, that's probably the last trailer again. That will be the film that comes out in May. So the first weekend in May, so it'll kind of be the kickoff of the summer movie season. So, yeah. I'm glad, excited. Glad you're excited, buddy. I'll let you know how Hugh Jackman is in it. Sure. All right. Uh, we didn't do this last week because we had a lot of stuff to catch up on. We were talking about Oscars and all that stuff. Uh, so we did have, uh, like, this is part two of the game kind of segment that we did. A few weeks ago, or like a month ago, I should say, Mac was asking me like a series of questions like, would you rather this or this, or would you rather do that, go this, eat this, whatever. Um, I kind of had to re-listen to it to get some ideas because I was kind of uh, stuck. Um, uh, but uh, the uh, the multiverse opened and I got a bunch of ideas, so. On, on that note, very clever. On that note, um, number one, are we playing? Would you rather? Is yeah, that what yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, that's I what, don't know if it was that's a quiz what, or, or what you did. What, yeah, that's what you did. Uh, some of these aren't very good. I have I have nine. I don't. I didn't have ten. Sorry, you complained about mine too. So I did. Yeah, that's a go. Go. I complained about yours. Go. Oh, because you chose things that I didn't really, that weren't yeah. really interested in. These are ones more than more you're interested in. All right. Uh, would you rather be a servant at Downton Abbey, Downtown Abbey, or would you rather be a servant of Lord Voldemort? Downton Abbey. I mean, why would I want to be? I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess if Voldemort wins, like I'm in the good graces. But like, if he loses, like. So, would you rather be a servant at Downton Abbey, or you watch Downton Abbey? Downton Abbey. I'll go Downton Abbey. Okay. All right. That's a fair question, I guess. And then you you chose some characters sometimes, so I did some I did some characters here. Would you rather be Charlie Brown because I know how much you love Charlie Brown, or would you rather be Stan from South Park? <laughs> they, yeah, these are random things, but I had to think of something that that, that characters um, Charlie Brown or Stan. I mean, I feel like neither have great relationships with their friends. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, so that's probably the appeal of why I chose them because they're both cartoon people um do you have a reason uh, i mean i feel like stan does more adventures okay. like stan's kind of stan gets out more and does more charlie brown just kind of he's hangs more, out with his dog and, yeah so stan yeah. does stuff all right i'll do with stan all right uh i think i know what you're gonna choose on this one but that's fine would you rather be dominic toretto in fast and the furious series or be james bond uh, i mean dominic toretto is still technically at large um, I thought this was a no-brainer. I mean, I let's say. Well, I'll just say this straight up: I have zero skills to do either. But if I had the skills, okay. I'll say James Bond. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> All right, here's a here's a good. Uh, uh, here we go. Would you rather stay a night in a suite in the suite at the top of Stark Tower, or stay a night on the Millennium Falcon? 
Uh, Millennium Falcon, I Why? guess. Because you can go places. I, f- I feel like, yeah, like I, I feel like if I'm in the Millennium Falcon, not that I can fly it, but like I'm in space and I can do different things. If I'm staying at Stark Tower, it's cool, but it's also like I'm just like sleeping in Stark Tower. Like okay. I'm not, I'm just sleeping in Tony Stark's bed. Like I'm not doing something awesome. All right. Unless, one, the, unless the Avengers are coming over, then it's like different. This this one I thought was one of the better ones. This this one I think is good. Would you rather be on the Orca, the ship that is searching for the for the uh, the shark Jaws, or be on Isla Nublar trying to escape the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park? Um, this one was tough. I thought this one was clever because neither of them are good choices. Neither of them are great choices. None of them are good choices. You might be sitting on the toilet when you get eaten by the. T-Rex, you might get chomped in half by Jaws. I mean, I feel like at Ila Nublar, I feel like I can, I feel like there's a chance to like, it's a big enough island to like okay. escape or run around. Like I see. on the boat, I'm like, You're stuck I'm on the stuck boat. on the boat. Okay. Okay. A sinking boat, yeah. Yeah. All right, okay, fair enough. Uh, next one. Would you, <laughs> this one will be funny. We'll have to see what you say. I think this one's clever. Would you rather be the only human on Planet of the Apes, or the only human on Endor with the Ewoks. I mean, the Ewoks, obviously. because yes, they'll be the god, but, I just don't, like, but everyone hates the Ewoks, so I had to throw it in there. The apes are going to try and kill me at maybe, some point. Like, maybe. The Ewoks are just going to let me live peacefully with them. As long as I'm not like hurting the Ewoks, they're going to be cool with it. Mm. Would you rather be on the maiden voyage of Titanic or be a passenger on Tantive 4, the Alderaan cruiser that gets uh, captured by Darth Vader in Star Wars? Uh, Again, your chances aren't good either way, but that's why I had to to put these together. I'll go with the Star Wars one because at least I'm in space. Because you're on a diplomatic mission. I'm doing cool things, You're on a diplomatic mission. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a big. I'm not a big boat person. Like, okay. I don't want to go on cruises or that's things like true. that. That's like, true. I'm not. That makes sense. You wouldn't want. Me. And that goes with the Jaws thing too. Yeah, I don't really. I like. I like the ocean. I'm just Got not it. like trying to be on a boat. Got it. Got so. it. Remember that T Pain song? We on a boat. That's from the Lonely Island, right there. Saturday Night Live. I'm on a boat. Oh, it's those guys. Yeah. Well, that was I, I said that was well. Oh, and then they also did the blank in the box. Yes, that's I didn't ah, want to say that. I see the blank in the box. Yes, those guys. That's okay, those island. those knuckleheads. Yes. All right, uh, a couple more. Would you rather be this? This one might be tough. Although I think I know what you're going to lean towards, but we'll give it a go. We'll see. Would you rather be Harry Potter or be Spider Man? Um, the obvious answer is Spider Man because I this love the character. This isn't even a tough choice. But I mean, Harry Potter, it's like I can do magic and yes, stuff. Yes, you could. Um, and I mean, Peter Parker's not very rich. He's kind of living a rough life out there. So is Harry Potter. I mean, Harry Potter's really got money, staircase. though. Yeah, but older Harry Potter okay. has money. Okay. okay. He does? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, okay. he's, 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 he's magic legend. Um, that doesn't mean but Spider Man. He's rich with friends, if that's what you mean. No, he has money. Okay, right. um, I'll say Spider Man because he does good for the community, right. and he lives in New York. And so Harry that's Potter a doesn't. Harry Potter doesn't do good for the community. Harry Potter doesn't Jeez. live in. Harry Potter doesn't live in New York. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's different. But maybe. okay. Last one. This is the one that I. This is, again. This one might be tough. We'll we'll, ha- we'll 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 have to see what you think. 
Um, I am going to butcher the second thing in this because I can never say it right, and you're going to have to help me with it, but I'll just say it with a different word. Would you rather have in your possession Aquaman's trident or Thor's hammer, mullet, whatever? Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Can I wield Mjolnir? Like, do I have the strength? Sure. Because sure. that will make a difference. Sure. Obviously. Yes. You don't just have the stupid hammer and you can't lift it. Uh, well, then, yeah. We're going to say all the powers come with it. Then I'm going to go with Mjolnir then. Really? Yeah. You don't want to be in the sea? No, because I can throw the hammer. It'll come back to me. And the trident is basically I'd have to learn how to, like, you don't use learn- it. And- okay. No, that you can't. That's a cop-out. You can do both things with both things. Okay, I feel like the hammer is a more effective weapon okay, that's, than the trident. That, okay, fair enough. The trident is just it's just what? something to stab someone with. Like it the is, hammer, yeah. it is. You command the whole sea. For Christ's sake, what's wrong yeah, with mean, you? Really, you're gonna like, doubt Okay, me so I have to be. It's Aquaman, not just a pitchfork. If that's okay, what you're that's what I'm to asking you. Like, no, am I Thor or am I Aquaman? Yes, basically? you're Thor or Aquaman. Okay, basically. it's a different question then. It's, then do I get possess? You possess it. You can possess the powers of it. That's what I'm trying to. Get. I mean, I'll be Thor then, so I can go from different realms okay, and hang fine. out in different worlds. Fair enough. It's more a, of keep. Can you? I'm dating Natalie Portman and. I get to hang out with Tessa Thompson and Christian sure. Bale. And okay, all right. That's pretty cool. All right. So. On that note. Uh, great, yeah. great segment, Joe. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm glad Can't you, wait to do it again. I'm glad you appreciated the, uh, the Downton Abbey uh, reference and Lord Voldemort. Be a servant, I guess. Yeah. I tried to throw that in there, some stuff that you're interested you, in. You, you got me. All right. You stumped me on a couple. All right. Uh, my segment now. I have three films. Uh, just to remind everybody where we left off, uh, the last movie we did was number 25. It wrapped up the trifecta of the, of the David Fincher trifecta, pretty much the three his three most uh, noteworthy movies, um, The Social Network 7 and Fight Club. Fight Club was the, the last one. Um, I mentioned uh, 7 was 27. Uh, 26 was a social network and Fight Club was 25. So that rounds off the David Fincher movies, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are now at 24. And 24 I actually just rewatched recently. Um, I actually switched its spot. I had it further higher on the list, meaning like closer to number one, but I bumped it down to 24. Um, not because I dislike it for, but just because it's not, it doesn't speak to me. It doesn't have multifaceted or rewatchability for me. It's still very good, but once I kind of, once it's, it's to me, it's still a very, very good movie. Um, however, it doesn't have the same impact on, you know, it doesn't provide, it doesn't provoke a lot of soul searching or thinking watching this movie. Um, it's still very, very good. Um, it's a fairly recent movie. came out in 2016. It is an action, crime, and drama. It's not really a Western, but it has a Western style flair to it. Um, it stars some great actors, um, no, most notably Jeff Bridges and Chris Pine. Chris Pine, this was in 2016. Um, he, I guess this was, this was right around, this might have been his like first couple, one of his second or third movies he did, I believe, after Star Star Trek, but I could be wrong. 
Maybe Star Trek was a lot earlier. I don't remember. I mean, he's been in stuff for a while, but maybe a bigger role. A bigger role. I don't. I don't recall him. Be, yeah, he was certainly in a few so other. Yeah, movies. the first Star Trek came out like in 2013. Okay, so yeah, around that time. Yeah. Um, the director of this movie is David McKenzie, and I looked it up, and they also worked together, him and Chris Pine, on his next Chris Pine movie in 2018, which was Outlaw King for on Netflix. I do kind of want to watch that. Um, but this movie, as I said, stars Jeff Bridges. To me, he is the best part of the film, and that's why I had to bump it down. Not because Jeff Bridges is good is not good, because he is. To me, he's the best part of the film. But that is kind of the single uh, not interest of the movie. It's still very, very good. But he is the thing that draws me into the movie the most, and most of the other movies that I have have multi have different characters that kind of or like a team of characters that work together they're all very good chris pine is very very good in this role but it's it's the the sarcasm that jeff bridges has um he kind of plays this old old uh texas detective or uh state trooper or whatever and he works with his partner gil birmingham um and they kind of make fun of each other the whole time it's very very funny hearing hearing like the the teasing that goes on between them. Um, it is kind of a heist movie. Um, like I said, sprinkled with a lot of sarcasm, but it does, it is violent at many po- at certain points. Um, the, the, the premise of the movie is, is it's Chris Pine and his older brother, Ben Foster are trying to rob banks to pay for their mortgage on their, uh, inherited house that is going to foreclose. And so they are trying to steal money um, and at these banks in Texas. Um, so I think Mac knows by now what the movie is. If he doesn't already, this is Hell or High Water. Again, it's a very good movie. I very much enjoy it, but it's not really a movie that super speaks to me other than just being entertaining um, because of the action and the sarcasm, as I say, the, the, the teasing between Jeff Bridges and his partner. So that's at 24. I did bump it down. Um, the next movie was very, very good. Um, it was kind of a resurgence of one particular actor who I really, he was in kind of, I guess, he was a really, really prominent actor in the early 90s. And then he kind of fell off the map, I guess, kind of like RDJ for various reasons I don't know. And I didn't look it up, but I just know that he kind of like, he, this was, this movie kind of brought him back into the, into the limelight of Hollywood. Um, this movie's directed, it came out in 2008. It was directed by Darren Aronofsky, who also directed the uh, award-winning Black Swan after this movie. Um, he was also known for Rec- Requiem for a Dream and Pie. Um, this movie, again, is inc- so incredibly original. Um, it is It is a very... It is a very difficult watch, not because it's necessarily, uh, you know, grotesque or anything, but it's very, very sad at times. Um, it, the, the main character is a, is a fading or a retired or in the process of retiring professional wrestler. So, you know, immediately when I think of the movie of, about a wrestler, I think of goofy WWE, which is kind of what it is or whatever, you know, the WWF, Hulk Hogan and all that stuff. And it, and it does kind of ref, not reference that, but it, it, it has that side of it to it, but it paints the, it makes those people human. 
um, it gives them a plight. It gives it gives the main character a plight, and he's this very very sympathetic character to me. Um, you know, kind of living the high life, and then he's kind of realizing he's getting older, and his body can't do the things that he used to do. So then he kind of has to retire, and then what's he going to do for the rest of his life? He has a daughter who he's kind of estranged with, and you know, he's trying to patch things up with her. And it's it, to me, it's a very very touching story. Um, you know, I like kind of the sort of ambiguous ending it has. Like I said, it's it, it's a tough watch because I feel I really do feel for the character in this film. Um, it very much speaks to me, just kind of him going through his plight and trying to do all the right things, but then end up doing wrong things, and you know, feeling alone in the world and not that nobody cares about him. And you know, anyway, so it's a very very sad film, but it's also like I said, very very touching at times. Um, and the actor in, that I was speaking about earlier is Mickey Rourke. It also stars Marissa Tomei and Evan Rachel Wood. This is The Wrestler. It is a drama and sports movie, but it is loosely based on sports. It is not. That is not the main premise of the movie. And that is 23. And then the last movie I have, uh, this got bumped up, although I do need to rewatch it. Um, the reason I bumped it up is it's, it's very much in a similar vein as The Wrestler. However, you know, it, what I mean is it's kind of a sad story, but it has, it, it really has the, uh, the juxtaposition of a kind of sad main character with a lot of hilarious, hilarious moments. Um, so it kind of juxtaposes, you know, you kind of get both like almost in the same scene. You'll get like a funny, a funny line or an argument between these, between the two main characters, the two guys and the main characters in the movie. And then the next minute it'll be like, oh, well, I feel bad for the main character because he's sad and he's kind of feeling alone. Anyway, so this stars, uh, it was kind of a first big role in a movie for a lot of these characters and for, for a lot of these actors and actresses, three out of the four, they had been in movies, but they were kind of, you know, minor actors and or they were kind of minor characters. To me, this is kind of their first movie where they get like their whole movie to themselves. Um, a few of them, obviously, one of them, the main actor, went on to do many other things, and then the, the one of the actresses went on to do a huge TV series. Um, I think she's still in it, if I'm not mistaken, although I don't know if it's still even on the air anymore. Um, it is a comedy, drama, and a romance movie. It is, it is certainly an independent movie. It came out in 2004. Um, it was directed by Alexander Payne, who, and, and I guess Alexander Payne is known as doing movies that are satirical depictions of contemporary American society. And that really kind of sums up this movie. It's, it's a very, very appropriate description. He's done some other movies, um, notably about Schmidt, the descendants, Nebraska, and I, I own, I own Nebraska and the descendants. And then he also did the King of California. So they're kind of, they are kind of somewhat independent movies. Um, this movie got touted as a lot of, you know, had a lot of nominations. I don't know how many it won, and the funny thing is, is this movie is kind of centered around uh, people who are going to Napa and they're all into wine. And I really have zero interest in any of that. But even beside that, I overlook all that. It's a very, very funny and entertaining movie. Um, like I said, it stars, uh, you know, two, two guys kind of going for this bachelor party. They run into people out there and they just get into all kinds of trouble. It's just, it's, it's. It's a very, very adult, funny movie, and what I mean by that is, I, 
they're kind of going and just being silly with each other, but it's not like college frat boy humor. It's like more like something that I would consider myself watching like later and like still getting a chuckle, even though I'm like past that stage in my life. Um, stars Paul Giamatti again. This was his first kind of big role. He had done some other stuff, like just little little roles here and there in different movies and such, but this was kind of his first big role. I think he got nominated as Best Actor. Thomas Hayden Church, again, also his his first big role. And Sandra Oh, she was the actress I mentioned. Um, she was obviously still on. I don't know if she's still on Grey's Anatomy. I don't know if it's still on. But in any event, that, she was obviously a big talent on that. And, and, and also stars Virginia Madsen. Um, like I said, it's a very, very funny movie. I don't even like, I'm not even a huge wine connoisseur at all. And I still find enjoyment with this film because there's just so many parts that I just laugh out. That I'm just I'm, I'm I literally lose lose my breath because the expressions and kind of the the quips that Thomas Hayden Church and Paul Giamatti have the kind of you know banter that they have back and forth is to me just it it leaves me in stitches. It's so very funny. Um, this movie is Sideways. So that movie is 22. Um, and again, I kind of like the ambiguous ending where it kind of leaves you wondering like what's going to happen. Like you know, it's not so clear cut what the ending is. And so I kind of like that too. Um, you know, it's not like necessarily a happy ending, nor is it necessarily a sad ending. It's kind of, you make it what you will. Um, so yeah, those three movies, uh, Hell or High Water, 24, The Wrestler, 23, and Sideways, 22. All right. So yeah, we will do three next week. Um, you may see some surprises or some people will be definitely surprised on what the move on where I put these movies on my list. Um, There'll be some movies on here that I think would be easily number one on most, let's say, guys list or one and two, but they are not number one and two on mine. So that will be certainly some controversy. What's the there. difference between your list and a guy's list? What I'm trying to say is most guys would have, so let, me, let me rephrase, what I'm saying is most guys would have the movies I'm going to say next week as like number one and number two, easy. And I'm not. They're going to be like, they're going to be like 21 and 20. So to me, they're so not, like they're made, they are not they're they are not guys like most guys I would say would rank the these movies anyway like next Baywatch week. type movie or like sure yeah Baywatch what do you what? well I'm just trying to figure out what makes it like a guy movie versus what, like what I'm saying like is not most, a movie not, not like not a female movie you'll know when you see it when I mention okay can't wait that's a great tease right there it, because they center around guys first of all there's there's barely. There's some female leads, but they are not the center of the movie. All right. They are minor characters, if they are even in it. Yes. One of the movies barely has any women at all. If, if I don't even think it does, actually. The second movie doesn't have any women at all. All right. So what I'm trying to say is that doesn't make it a guy movie. I'm saying the guy – the movies that I'm going to mention next week are the epitome of, quote-unquote, guys' movies. Like, they love these movies. Like, they are ranked – no, it is not Hangover – it's not Baywatch. Well, it has ladies in it. That's why I didn't think it had hangover. No, it's they're dramas. Okay, they're dramas. All right, you gotta tune in next week we'll to hear those, to hear the guy movies. Then that's um, got, okay. Sure, be be silly. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you, you know said what I it. meant. All right, theme park. I think you know what I meant. What I'm trying to say is... I have is, no idea what the movies what, are, so let, we'll wait let me, to see. Let me okay. Let me clarify so there's little controversy. What I'm saying is. If you ask the typical guy what top movies he likes, he would mention these movies somewhere in the top five if they are not number one and number two. That is the point I am trying to make. 
I'm trying to think. I want to say films like... We will see. You will see. Top Gun. But that has like a lady in it too. You will see. You will see. All right. Fight Club's up there. You will see. That that has a lady though. You will see. Now I'm thinking it's like The Hangover, but I know it's not The Hangover though. It's not The Hangover. But again, what a tease. okay. Well, let what me rephrase. It also has to be kind of like people in their thirties or above, because well, maybe just my dem- the, gra- the the demographic of people who grew up in the nineties is what I'm trying to say. Like these movies came out. The movies that I'm going to mention came out in the nineties, and they are absolutely iconic of their time period. And they they are arguably would arguably be the top in the top five movies of most guys. If you ask them them what their favorite movies are, they would easily, they should, they more than likely will be on their top five. So I'm saying the point I'm trying to make is they're not in my top five, but they are still very, very good movies. And that's the controversy. I feel like it might be like a Nicolas Cage movie or like a John Travolta movie. You'll have to see. You'll have to see. It's like another, like a Mel Gibson, like a 90s movie star. You will have to see. Keanu, maybe? You will have to see. Speed, but that's you, got Sandra Bullock. You will have in to it, see. All right, we're gonna wrap this up on theme parks. You're gonna keep thinking about it. I'm glad I got glad Disney I gave, California adventure. I'm glad I gave you a big tease. Food and wine festival will return March 4th. I have, I was there at one of them. Uh, will return March 4th through April 26th. And we're gonna bring back Soren, <laughs> Soren in California, which is what it used to be. Yeah, during the festival, Soren Around the World, we're back to Soren over California. I had the great, great opportunity, great chance, whatever you want to call it, the great fortune of uh, being there. Uh, the last time it was Soren over California was during D23 in 2019. It was there for a limited time, so that was my first time actually riding Soren over California. I love Soren over the World, it's one of my favorite rides in Disney California. Soaring over California is very different. It's very cool. It's very unique. It's very, very different, really? It's very, very different? It's very, very different. Well, yeah. How is it very, very... Okay. Well, obviously, just the places you go exactly. to are very it's different. It's the same basic ride. You just see You're absolutely things. right. It's, 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 it's very, the same ride. Um, but again, just the pictures and the sounds yes. and the smells and the, the music around it. Um, you know, feels like you're going through California versus like you're going over the world. Um, so check that out if you're there. The Food and Wine Festival is very cool. There's there's obviously food stuff kind of all over, uh, but it's all based you know California foods, um, you know stuff like that. It's awesome. Uh, Disney is going to introduce Story Living by Disney, a residential community infused with magic. That's the tagline. That it is. It's permanent homes, permanent condos, condominiums, whatever you want to call it. It's in Rancho Mirage, which is in California's Coachella Valley, um, which is. The tagline is kind of where uh, Walt Disney himself had a home in Coachella Valley. Again, one of his, one of Walt Disney's dreams that was kind of never realized, especially with Epcot and Walt Disney World, was that it was going to be a a living community where people actually lived there, um, kind of as like a futuristic community. Um, Of course, that never came to be. Epcot itself just became a theme park, part of the the Walt Disney World theme park. whether you want to say they're doing this in, in Walt Disney's ideas or they're just feeling this is another financial decision, obviously maybe both. Um, this is supposed to be for adults and families who, who want to live. Um, well, adults the, and families. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's 55 and older. It sounds like it's a retirement community. There are specific units for 55 and older. 
Yeah, not every not everything is fifty five dollars. Um, it's okay. So again, I don't know if it's right. They talked about they're going to have cast members like they do at the parks or on their cruise ships, and they're going to be kind of they're going to be cast members that that live and work there. So it's going to be kind of tailor made to have the Disney experience. I don't know what necessarily that means per se. Right, there's not going to be a theme park in, in your backyard. Right, Coachella Valley is not particularly near Anaheim so it's not like you're gonna kind of just go to Anaheim for the day um and it feels like it's very much gonna be a a second or third home for very very rich people um that have families have kids or maybe older people that want to retire kind of within that um area it sounds like it would be a really nice thing to own but again price wise it's probably gonna price out a lot of people um but again, I, I don't know what necessarily, having read all the descriptions, I don't know necessarily, besides what they've, they've said is the Disney touch of, of guest services, what makes it unique um, as a community living service? Again, you're not living in Anaheim, you're not living at a theme park, and there's I don't know how much Disney they can make it per se in, in a residential unit. You know, is Mickey going to be, are they going to have someone as Mickey and Minnie walking throughout the, the complex all the time. I mean, I have no idea. That seems silly to me if it's not within a theme park or in a hotel. Um, but, again, they, they're very basic details. Again, we're not talking until years and years out in advance. Um, my guess is there will be more information. Uh, D23 this year, which will be coming out in September. Again, sometimes they tease these things. They give out more information at D23. Um, so if there is, I'm sure that I'll report on it whenever that does happen, if there is any. Um, that's all the time we have for today. Next week, we will be back with another episode. We will be looking forward to March uh, in film and TV and streaming everything else. Maybe we'll maybe we'll give our thoughts on what we hope the Batman film will be. Again, this, we're about two weeks, less than two weeks away from Batman coming out. We're very excited about that. Joe's going to give us his guy films and then he has his, his five-star films. Um, not the hangover. When's the Oscars? Um, March, end of March. So we still have some time to get through that. Uh, I'll break down some more Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness trailer, uh, tease what Hugh Jackman's going to do in the film. And um, that's all we have time for today. Please, as always, like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. And Joe's going to say goodbye and send us out. All right, take care, everyone.